Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I am Dr. Andrew Scaff. He is Dr. Michael Werman, Esquire. Uh, on today's episode, we'll be recapping the NFL's Week 6 action, uh, giving an update on our ongoing season-long betting competition, which is not going so well for one of us. No, that's not, not me. And uh, we'll talk briefly about the uh, MLB playoffs uh, before uh, getting into week seven in our the NFL in our in our new picks that will hopefully be better than our more recent picks have been. Uh, Mike, this week was in the NFL was pretty frustrating, I think, to watch anyway. Lots of injuries and teams dealing with injuries. Uh, were you more are you more concerned about one team than another? Um, going forward now after after this last weekend's like carnage on the field uh, with all the injuries like San Francisco had multiple injuries like many many teams quarterbacks went down this week anybody you're more concerned about than others well I I guess uh, if I were let's say I guess might say if I were a fan of these teams would I be concerned because the Chiefs escaped pretty unscathed and it seems like they're actually gaining strength as they'll get a many back next week and maybe they're considering they're also thinking of getting you know possibly Nicole Hardman back or Trent Clark back so like it seems like they're actually kind of getting maybe getting stronger even yeah because just you know Justin Watson maybe is out but that's that's not really a huge loss yeah even though he's been one of the better receivers for the Chiefs but um I guess I would be most concerned if I if I were the 49ers because the quarterback wasn't hurt it was just injuries that were happened to major cogs in the in the machine but you know I think multiple cogs though too yeah yeah um well we have uh uh Debo Samuel uh getting injured I don't know if he's coming back next week or not Um, he missed most of the game yeah, Christian McCaffrey, of course, got hit. But but those guys are both, you know, it seems like the, the 49ers have a lot of injury history. They're 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 one yeah. of those a little bit like the Chargers, where players seem to always drop left and right. And McCaffrey has been injury prone his entire career, and he's just such a little guy that I think um he really has to exert himself out there to to do a lot of the things he does. And maybe that's what happened with his um possible oblique injury. But um, so and, and and it really made Purdy look pedestrian, like like he was the seventh round draft pick. Uh, again, it was rainy, and you know the the Forty Nineers also lost a rainy game last year to the Bears, I believe, and they lost a kind of bad weather game to the Broncos, I think, early on. Um, I don't know whether it was that bad in Denver or not, but it was like these ugly kind of low scoring games that sometimes the Forty Nineers fall the fall into. But I think they, they lost it. They had an offensive lineman drop too. I think during that game, this game this week. Yeah, so, you know, just yeah. to make it harder. It was it Trent Williams? The Trent Williams? Trent, yeah, Trent Williams. That's it. He's their best lineman. Um, so I guess I would worry about about them. Although, probably if I were, maybe I would. If I were a team, mostly I would worry if a quarterback was injured. I think the Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence is probably the biggest concern. You would have thought maybe the Browns without Deshaun Watson, but uh, P.J. Walker filled in pretty well, and they actually beat the 49ers. So um, maybe the Jag, 
Jaguars or even even with all the injuries though, Purdy did you know drive the team down to get an attempt at a w- winning field goal that should have been made but just wasn't at all. Forty one yards in a in a in a kind of muddy. It seemed like the fuel was improving as the game went on because it's like it stopped raining, I think, at halftime-ish, somewhere in there. So it wasn't like still wet, I don't think, anyway. But I mean, the field would have still been wet, but the ball was, wasn't as bad anyway. We're, we're so we're really terrible, though, even by any standards. Like he was under five fifty percent passing. Oh yeah, it was it was not there. It looked it looked like Joe Burrow kind of early in the season. Those numbers, the way that the way his were. Yeah, so awful. I don't. Do you have who? Who would you be the most concerned about? Which team? Which team? If you were, uh, I mean, whatever hope that you know the Bears had of of having you know any kind of recovery to their season, like Field seemed like he was getting it together um, in Week Five, but then thumb injury. I'm not really sure. I think how how serious it's going to be, but apparently he's having trouble gripping the ball, and that is kind of something you need to do if you plan on throwing it. Yeah, that's that's going to be pretty bad. I mean, it looks like a bad season, getting much much worse. I yeah, I I I I would agree with that. Also, you might think, well, the Giants, but they all they should have they should have actually beaten uh, the Bills. Even yeah, with Tyrod, I think Tyrod Taylor's not really a much of a downgrade from Daniel Jones. Yeah, but yeah, they couldn't manage the clock well at the end of the first half, and that forced them to scramble at the end of the second half as well. And they should have. Had at least a you know probably two more field goals. They should have won that game, fifteen to fourteen, probably, or you know because yeah, it, yeah. So it's it I you know the Bills are a little bit concerning right now, and the, and the fact that they play such ugly they you know they can play such ugly games with maybe it's just with the New York teams. I don't I don't know they 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 struggled. They also struggled against Jacksonville in London, so yeah. they're extremely hot and cold it seems like and mm-hmm. usually at this point in the regular season they're still hot they haven't cooled off yet uh they usually are like you know seven and one nine and two or something and then kind of they uh slow down now they're here they're already three and three or four they are four and two but they could easily have been three and three um so it's i would you know but every every team it seems like is having its flaws uh, exposed already this season so even you know even Miami who blew the doors off pretty much everybody got you know the same thing happened you know Buffalo did this exact same thing to them that they were doing to everybody else so there's no perfect team uh out there anymore in terms of record yeah. and it seems like no team you know has played a you know six perfect games maybe the Chiefs, you might think, are in better shape than a lot of those teams because while well, they've played not so well in really any of their games, I don't except maybe Chicago, which didn't really end up mattering. Yeah, uh, they still won most of those and only barely lost to Detroit through kind of miraculous uh, kind of happenstance, uh, including you know guys who were not playing and, and and things like that. So maybe you could say that as well for the 49ers um loss to the to the Browns. It was sort of a freak set of circumstances that caused them to lose. But yeah. Philadelphia had kind of been treading on on the edge. Uh almost and, trying to lose it seemed seemingly. Yeah. It, well a little bit like the Chiefs kind of uh had 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 been. I don't know if you think is hurts somebody that that people have kind of figured out? We said this about Lamar Jackson last time. Has he been? You know, have they? Have these guys been? Just said, well, we're just going to have you guys throw. We're not. We're not going to. 
let you run very much anymore. Is that is that just the recipe to beating a a running quarter a dual threat quarterback is making them throw? I think this week was another one of it was another lineman injury. One of their um, the Eagles' better lineman, I think, was went down during the game, and that made it much more difficult on Hurts, and it led to what three interceptions, four interceptions in the game. It was uh yeah, Lane Johnson got hurt. Yeah, lateral uh, sprained ankle. So right tackle, though, you know, you'd say, well, even if he's one of your best guys, he's still the right tackle. It's not maybe the most your interior guy. That's yeah. Well. Yeah, for interceptions, I guess you don't want anybody to rush around on your right. But, like, you know, Hurts is right hand and he's a running quarterback. So he's facing. That's that not the blind side. That's his. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's, it's not the, it's not the left tackle side. So, but still, I, yeah, Hurts has been, you know, maybe, maybe do you think Julio Jones uh, being signed by the Eagles is going to help them? uh what what year is it mike that's maybe that's the question in 2017 2017, this would have been a huge 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 even maybe as far back as 20 as far as recently as 2019 or 2020 that would have been a a really good signing but jones hasn't really played a, a ton since then and um but you know it's just maybe trying to get a ring you know this is somebody maybe you would think chiefs would have tried to sign somebody like that as a veteran to kind of become a possession receiver but yeah i don't know if the the eagles have been having trouble getting the ball to both aj brown and Devonte smith this year so i don't know if adding another receiver like that is necessarily going to help a ton unless we think well hurts needs a security blanket and well we have goddard already for something like that so i don't i don't i don't know um well, they've been so rush heavy anyway. That's where, you know, the passing game isn't traditionally been their their strong suit with with Hertz at least anyway. No, he had a really good year last year for a lot of the season, and then and then he had a wonderful playoff run, Super Bowl. He was great too. But then, yeah. but it seems like most of his career, he's not been a fantastic pocket passer when he's had to be. And maybe maybe having more short options like that will help. Maybe having somebody like, you know, maybe run an offense similar to what Purdy runs in San Francisco, you know, where you have guys who are seem- seemingly, at least until last week, seemingly always available across the middle uh, for, you know, someone to throw to. And, he, you know, it's, you know, or you could say, well, maybe this is just um, – Growing pains, just the way the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes had have had growing pains in in years after successful seasons when people try something new against them and and it doesn't quite work out well. I think I think there just needs to be maybe more games to to figure out are these teams just having a run of bad luck or is it actual actually that teams are figuring them out? Yeah, well, and I think in this. You and I both had talked about this, I think, before we um, were on, on air today, at least anyway, uh, about how, how many teams like played well in week five and then played awfully in week six. So it's like whatever we're using like to try to uh, make our, our picks using some kind of recency bias uh, apparently means nothing at all. Like maybe maybe even just like, you know, going Reversal. opposite of however yeah. however a team played this week maybe is better to look at for, for making your picks for the next week. I, don't I, think, I think a kind of a gambler's axiom is don't look at last week look at to look at try to look at the numbers 
by the by themselves and just kind of for the not, whole season and don't don't use a recency uh, bias. Yeah, try not to use any recency bias because I think that'll that'll bite you, especially if you're playing uh, like if you're betting on or against kind of middling teams and the reason that they're kind of in the middle or not so good is because they're inconsistent and if they were consistent they'd be good and they'd be the you know they'd be the chiefs they'd be the 49ers they'd be uh you know the eagles they'd be these teams that are consistently good and if they you know if they're you know if they're consistently bad well you maybe you can predict them and most of the teams in the nfl are kind of in the middle and if they were consistent they would be one of the they'd be the top you know there's most i think more teams are like the steelers or the Raiders or, you know, the Saints, Buccaneers, these kinds of up and down teams that, you know, they'll shut somebody out one week and then get uh, beaten by Houston the next week. Yeah. Yeah. So as time, it seems like, well, maybe we'll figure things out too as, as time goes on with our uh, stats. We, we didn't really do terribly well on our uh, locks or shoe ins of the week. I think both each of us ended up being one and two, uh, do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about uh, our our bets this week? Sure. Um, my speaking of teams that were inconsistent, um, I uh, may I'll mention since I mentioned New Orleans, uh, I I picked New Orleans minus one and a half at Houston, and uh, they ended up losing outright in Houston. And so that was a a, a miss. The Houston is is three and three this year. Do you think Houston is a a team that is a potential playoff team from the NFC South with this CJ Stroud as as the quarterback? Over the Saints, it seems like they're playing pretty well. And it, I mean, that was that was the team that that you know I, I had thought maybe had been the better you know set up for the coach at least anyway because they could make more changes in, in, you know, bring in the personnel they wanted since they were basically full rebuild, all of it happening at the same time, new coach, new, you know, first round draft pick and uh, you know, lots of picks actually coming in and, and they've, they've done pretty well in the first couple of weeks, kind of a, a nice surprise to, to see them actually doing well. Uh, yeah. This, it it might've been a little bit of a fluke given the, given the stats of the game. Um, yeah. Eric Carr threw, threw 353 yards. Uh, CJ Stroud threw for 199. New Orleans had 430 total yards. Houston 297. They did have one more turnover uh, than uh, Houston did, but sometimes that's uh, that. Sometimes that's just you know a little mm-hmm. bit of bad luck. But in terms of yardage, it just seems like New Orleans probably should have won that game. But uh, yeah, Stroud was only 13 of 27 for 199, but he had two touchdowns, only one pick. Carr had a touchdown interception, but he threw for uh, 154 more more yards. So, yeah, um, I was looking at the leaders. Like, if you look at the ESPN thing, it says uh, passing leader Carr, rushing leader Camara, uh, receiving leader Olave, and then of course the Saints um, lose that game uh, to the Texans, even though they had the highest rusher, receiver, and uh, uh, quarterback passer. So, like, it's yeah, sometimes these games are just wacky sometimes, and you can't really predict yeah. them. Maybe I was we were talking about this off the year too. Maybe the second road game in a row is bad for a team. So the the Saints won at New or- at uh, New England very easily. Now they're going to Houston, not very far from New Orleans. Really, it's the clo- it's probably the closest. 
it's probably the closest uh destination you think maybe jacksonville or atlanta they're both they're all they're all not too far tennessee possibly but um yeah well as long as they're going home first and then from home from home to houston is close yes right yeah uh but yeah so it was it's still it's still a road game it's a second road game this is one of those things like um i think also i was reading about in the in london if um when jacksonville plays two road game two two games in a row in london they always win their second game it seems yeah because they become acclimated maybe to it yeah Um, the other team has provided Uh, they don't come home for that week in between yeah yeah that that would be i assume they did not yeah but and you wonder you wanted well is that is that what's going to happen with um san francisco you know they went to cleveland now they're going to be at minnesota uh next week do they go home in between do they stay out there in the midwest maybe stop in chicago kind of halfway in between yeah Um, it's 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 hard hard to say but i think they probably go home since it's since it's i say you think you think the 49ers would have the hang of these long road trips by now or any of the coastal teams yeah would so i but it's still maybe something to keep an eye on which i'm trying to keep an eye on when in my coming up picks as sort of a preview but yeah, I still even though it was another road game for New Orleans, I still thought they'd be able to beat Houston at home, but uh, they were unable to. Well, how about your first uh, your first pick? Uh, my first pick is a, ga- a game we already mentioned at least a little bit. Anyway, it was the San Francisco at Cleveland. I had the over at 37 and a half, and uh, there were, I believe, three missed field goals in that game and uh, some other, you know, things that could have led to more points but did not. Uh, final score was, what, 1917? Cleveland's so 36 points, just a point and a half shy. Yeah. And then, you know, the game-winning field goal sailing right. Uh, that was really frustrating. Uh, you know, as, as a fan, as, you know, having, you know, watched Brock Purdy play college ball, uh, you know, make it to the NFL, get to play in some of these games, undefeated record as a starter in the regular season, uh, and then, you know, doing just enough to set the team up to win and then, you know, not only not win, but then, you know, not come to the and not win the game and then or not not hit the over on that you know that's all that they needed there yeah i did have the under in my in our thing i was one of the few things i i this was one of the weeks if we had gone blanket under we would have we would have really cleaned up i picked i did pretty well over under this week that was the only thing i even remotely did well in in the in the total competition was was going under because i went under more often than i went over and Mm. Um, I, you know, I ended up being positive a couple hundred dollars, just like, it was like, just like you were, but yeah, I, I, I just did terribly, terribly on the money line, terribly, terribly on the spread. I couldn't get anything right this past week. So yeah. I kind of just trying to re, uh, combobulate, uh, myself as yes. they say in the airport, right. Isn't that, isn't that the recombobulation area is that is, or is it something like that that they call the uh oh, you, you go through the metal detectors uh and oh and, right after that i and, didn't know there was a name for that area i think it's something like that was it i don't <laughs> know why <laughs> yeah recombobulation airport at least some of them say recombobulation maybe, huh. just, maybe it's milwaukee that calls it that okay i've been to mm-hmm. milwaukee I don't maybe some maybe they call it something else elsewhere, but they call it the recombobulation. Nice. 
Milwaukee. And I know, I guess I've been to Milwaukee airport recently when, when they've had that, but um, yeah, but I don't, I don't know. So that's, so yeah, we, neither of us uh, were uh, good on, on uh, those first two games. I also I was unsuccessful in my, one of my under bets, I picked two two unders. One of them was good. One of them was not. The one that did not work was the under on Indianapolis and Jacksonville. I also, I believe, picked Indianapolis possibly to win that game outright since I had thought that, um, you know, having Gardner Minshew would actually be a advantage. Uh, and I wasn't totally convinced that maybe coming back to the United States, uh, the Jaguars would continue their winning ways. And uh, I was incorrect in both, on both those counts. Uh, the, it was high scoring 37 to 20. So 57 total points, well over 44 and a half. And yeah, Jacksonville maybe um, is trying to some kind of cement its hold on the AFC South um uh, winning against Indianapolis in Jacksonville. Um, I think yeah. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence maybe had a knee injury towards the end of that game, but it sounds like he's maybe recovered, recovering quickly, and they're hoping that he can be back for the Monday night game this week. Yeah, I think uh, he's he's hoping he can be back um, for – it's actually Thursday night game, so they're playing on oh, Thursday. Thursday night. Oh, that is a Thursday night game. They're playing the early game, so if he's like, so that's only four days, so he must be feeling pretty good if they're thinking, well, maybe he can play on Thursday. So like, if it was Sunday or Monday, he'd probably definitely be playing. So if it's Thursday, oh, it's, it's a McCaffrey is for the uh, Monday night game. That's what McCaffrey we're hoping that McCaffrey is going to be back for the Monday night game. That's it. Yeah. So, but they think maybe long injury. Well, Lawrence might be. Optim- he's optimistic that he can play for Thursday. He practices practice with a brace on it uh, on Tuesday, so yeah. he'll probably he'll probably play. You know, if you can, um, I don't. Who's do you know who the backup quarterback is in Jacksonville? Nope. C.J. Beathard. C.J. Beathard. Beathard. Yes. University of Iowa product, so he's automatically he was he was not a good. Uh, starter in San Francisco when he was uh, the backup there. So this yeah. is why you get guys like um, Brock Purdy and 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 people like that that have come in and and and, and done uh, a lot better. But yeah, so that was uh, and Garoppolo, of course, uh, did. That's why he was brought in because Beathard was not really a capable yeah. uh, backup either. So, but yeah, they have so. Um, yeah, so Jacksonville, like they're playing those Saints in New Orleans on Thursday, and I'm staying away from that that game. I have no idea. Uh, Jacksonville is a one and a half point underdog on the road in New Orleans, and I will have to make a pick before Thursday just for our purpose. I have no idea what, what I'm going to look It's not going to be one of your lots. This is a preview of what is not one of it your lots. It is locks. one of my, yeah, the. It is is yeah. It is not. It is a very pickable uh, lock. If it is a, a lock, I, I think ooh, it's ooh. it's an unlo- maybe it's an unlock of the week. That it's just it's just we're just gonna leave that door wide open and not lock it at all. So uh, how about your how about your second pick that also turned out not to be a a a, a lock? Not so lock. 
uh i will say though too about the um under the uh 13 of the 15 unders were correct this week uh and you managed to get one of the wrong ones <laughs> yes yes 13 but, 15. Uh, yeah, yeah, Indianapolis Jacksonville went over. Yeah, I picked that one. Uh, we go through your second um, anti triumph. <laughs> uh, with another game we already kind of mentioned a little bit too. I had Philly minus seven mm-hmm. at the Jets, and it turned out that uh, Philly was unable to not just cover, but also not, you know, was not able to win the game either. So breaking their perfect record. Yes. Now five and one. That was when today or this week when I went against your uh I went against that uh, Jets. So when I when I went against your locks, I actually was I did pretty well. Uh but I I, I thought that the Jets might make it make it a close game. I actually didn't think the Jets were gonna win outright, but um so that was yeah, that game was an ugly game. It's turned out Robert Robert Sala has talked about how he his uh Jets team is embarrassed every quarterback that he has fa- they have faced so far, whether or not they've won or not. Would you would you uh, agree with him about quarterback performance? I guess how Mahomes uh the Chiefs beat uh uh the Jets, but Zach Wilson outplayed at least by the stats, um, throwing stats at least, uh, Mahomes most of that night. Mahomes ran very, very effectively, but he threw two interceptions, maybe almost three or four that night. Uh, Do you you think the Jets' defense is really, really good, or is it just that when your offense isn't so good and the the defense is playing well, it just just kind of looks like they're better than they are? Yeah, well, I mean, chances are they're just looking for something to to you know to to boast about because the team doesn't look all that great right now as a whole. So I don't know. I think it's more of a New York, um, <laughs> just being loud persona sort of thing than anything else. But they're they're I mean their pass defense obviously is pretty good. Yeah, they have a good pass probably defense. not a playoff team uh, with only a pass defense though. That's the well, you never know. I guess. I mean, You've heard that out that uh, Aaron Rodgers is is on the road to recovery. He's supposed to maybe come back as early as week twelve. I've heard from his torn Achilles, which which would be completely shocking, and maybe just due to his transcendental meditation or his ayahuasca practice, or 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 maybe his maybe it wasn't torn as severely. This is probably most likely it was not torn as severely as as uh, previously thought or maybe he does i don't know do you, do you have you heard have you heard these rumors about uh uh rogers coming back during the season i'd heard that uh he is hopeful but uh you know there are still lots of medical clearances that would need to you know go through to be able to to actually make it back onto the field i would assume but i'm sure he wants to play he's way but... ahead of schedule on achilles recovery uh currently as Jets. This is now. It says Jets refused to rule out a postseason return. I have. I heard even yesterday yeah. he was looking at week twelve. Uh, but nah, it seems. So Rogers says he's ahead of schedule as citing mm-hmm. multiple contributing factors: his rehab, his surgery by orthopedic surgeon Dr. Neil L. Atrache, his diet, and the power of the mind, power of the manifestation. Is that um? So is this is this just a placebo effect that he has mm. on that? I'll I'll believe that he's close when he's 
taking you know contact drills in practice but until then i don't know that there's any point of even talking about that really is there <laughs> yeah it's always fun to talk about aeronautics yeah. i think but um yeah so but i it seems like the jets yeah the jets have been playing reasonably well and if you can win yeah. ugly you can you know usually win at least probably five or six games in the league and then you, you just have to win you know three or four more and you're you're in the playoffs probably so yeah three and three right now so i think uh but that they might... still have what miami and and uh buffalo in their in their division well they so... beat buffalo already yeah they still have to play them again they play at buffalo yeah yeah uh, but as of right now uh I think the Jets, I don't know if they'd be, a, they'd be, they're tied for, I think, or close to potential playoffs as at three and three. Uh, the Dolphins, five and one, Chiefs, five and one, Jaguars, Ravens, Bills at four and two. And then I guess the Steelers and Browns are each three and two. So one of those teams is, I guess those two teams are technically ahead of the Jets and in and, and the playoffs, if the playoffs started today. Right now. It looks like this is their week seven is their bye week. So maybe coming a little earlier than they'd want. Uh, or maybe, maybe just what they, they want. They're coming off of a win. Now they're going to bye. So well, you could say, well, maybe they're maybe it's just going to give Aaron Rodgers one more week to uh, recover. So he'll he'll be back right after the bye, perhaps. Uh, week eight. He said week 12. He's going to make it week eight. Great. No, I don't think so. How <laughs> was your uh, third pick? That actually was successful mike this was just, this was my this pick was as successful as aaron Rodgers' rehab has been so far and that is uh my arizona Lo- los angeles rams under 48 and a half uh the rams won that one comfortably 26 to 9 and it was also comfortably under only a 35 total so it would need two would have needed two touchdowns in the late going uh to bring it to 49 to, and push it over so i was fortunate on that one i actually thought that maybe the rams would keep it close the the, um cardinals would keep it closer and that was why uh it was going to go under but it was the rams uh cruising uh to victory and i think the rams are becoming uh the best um you know the their best team probably in the last you know since the super bowl team this is probably the best by far the best they've looked even if you include the beginning of last year when everybody was still healthy they they still are looking they're looking better yeah right. there so they are actually i looked at oh the playoff standings are up on espn right now and so the rams at three and three would be the seventh seed currently in the nfc the jets would be number 10 in line behind the texans and colts at three and three the browns are three and two it's number seven the chiefs would have the buy at five and one and because they have uh the best uh winning percent percentage in conference games the chiefs lost the nfc yes game, and, the, and the uh dolphins lost to the bills so their conference record is not as good as the right. Chiefs, uh conference record so so we can go ahead and put those uh playoff spots in ink and just write it all the way through to the rest of the season <laughs> The Dolphins, however, ha- the teams that the Dolphins have beaten, ha- they have the lowest strength of victory record in the conference, except for the Denver Broncos, who are 
one and five. So the the strength of victory, meaning the teams that uh, I think the the Dolphins have beaten uh, are there's there it's one seventy two. So the the teams that are, I guess they've averaged a one seventy two winning percentage uh, among the teams that they've beaten. So or the teams that they've beaten have about a one seventy two winning percentage. So they haven't yeah. beat teams that have done particularly had any success i think the team that has the most success that they've beaten is the the chargers maybe at two and three does that sound right they could be because they beat i know they they, they beat the patriots and yeah anyway but so far um there's the there are only five five and one uh teams in the whole league right now and and uh, the chiefs are one of them the the team that they lost to the, the lions are one of them so in some ways they have the best loss probably of of uh the teams with the losses as well so right it bodes fairly well how about you how about your third uh your third pick that you were successful uh my third pick was um i had uh detroit minus three at tampa and uh, Detroit uh, ended up winning that game 20-6 to six, uh, comfortably over the three-point spread. Uh, there were some fairly meaningful injuries, I think, in that game, too, that may affect both of those teams going forward. Um, Dave Montgomery, I think, went down with an injury. Uh, Detroit may have some difficulty running the ball, maybe, without uh, Montgomery. But... Uh, but they had enough to win that game and cover the spread on that, on that one. So uh, both of us ended up finishing one and two. This I'm, week. Yeah. I'm now I believe nine and nine on the season. You're eight and 10. So I'm still 500. You are one game below 500, but it's still a long season. I think at this point last year, we were both well under 500. So maybe, maybe this is just a, we'll, we'll, we'll trend upward as the time goes on or, as it's more likely, these are just random, and we're going to be slightly below average on most things. So, this is a high water mark for us. Yeah. Yes. And on the overall competition, though, this You're is a pretty much, rough week for you, wasn't it? The worst week I had since week one. It was almost as bad as week one for me. Yeah. Where did I finish? Uh, looks like you were down fourteen hundred. Sixteen dollars and eighty-five cents. Like yes, only so eighteen of forty-five picks correct. Forty percent correct pick. I more than doubled my losses from the previous several weeks combined. I was yeah. I'm minus twenty-six hundred almost on the season. I was crawl climbing my way back up. And if I just gone with the over unders, I I would have been slightly higher. But then those money line and spread just really destroyed me. So yeah, but you were you only lost a little bit of ground yourself. Yeah, mostly because that Chargers game went my way. We had completely opposite picks in that game, and all three of those picks went my way. So that that was the big swing. Yeah, uh, I, I um, thought the Chargers were. Um, yeah, we were both doing poorly. Yeah, I would have been plus. You had the Chargers and the over. Chargers yeah. winning outright and the over. And I did have the Chargers money line, and I thought, well, they should have won that game probably, but they have poor coaching, and. Just they're the Chargers, and why? Why do I hang my hat with the Chargers? So yeah. it's 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 yeah. I should you know hope well. 
it's because the Chargers always play very well against the Chiefs, and I think they're going to probably play very well against the Chiefs this this uh, coming Sunday. Um, but maybe maybe coming in, maybe they're probably a little less confident coming in than they have been in previous years uh, facing the Chiefs. But it's it's a game that they're desperately going to need to win if they want to keep pace, because the Chiefs might have the division sewn up already again after about seven weeks if they beat the Chargers, because they'll be three and a half games clear. <laughs> on the chargers with a win in hand so it's yeah it's uh that's pretty crazy and we we did pretty well on that chiefs game it was just that that chiefs late cover that uh yes that that, that, that hurt us because we had expected the chiefs to win but not by enough points to cover the ten and a half. It's that fourth quarter field goal and as we were talking about right before we went on the air the chiefs have only scored 12 points the entire season in the fourth quarter, they've scored four Harrison Butker field goals. They've averaged two points per game. It's 31st in the league. It kind of shows that that ARG playing style that the Chiefs have been showcasing where the Chiefs are not trying, it seems like, to score. They're just trying to hold the ball and hold the lead in the fourth quarter rather than extending the lead. And that's led to some close games, but it's also the Chiefs record has been pretty good. So maybe the results... Are, are are fine in that department but it's 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 led to some frustration and and some for betters like us and also led to some nail biting for chiefs fans like us so it's it's a it's a winning strategy for andy reed but it's a stressful strategy for the rest of us yes yeah so i, I ended up this week only down 101 and seven cents not bad so i was pretty close to even but I like my um, up five hundred bucks per week better than this. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are. Your cumulative is plus one thousand so far. Plus one thousand sixty seven so far over six weeks. So you're almost two hundred dollars a week positive. So yeah, not too bad. Not too shabby. Maybe you will become a professional, uh, sharp gambler. Uh, and I will just take whatever your picks are and 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 subscribe to your and subscribe to your newsletter, and then then I will also make a little bit of uh, money as well. But then I'll probably go against certain times, and then they'll just be worse. So yeah, but don't apparently don't go with my locks though. That's what it seems like so far. Yeah, I should go with your yeah. I, I, I should whatever I say is a lock. Don't pick that one as your, one of the bets you go for. Your free picks of the week, I should go against. But your, but I should subscribe to your premium newsletter and follow your, uh, your insight, your your deep insight picks. There it is. That's what it is. Or I should just go un, or I should just become an over under better and bet the under and, unders. Yes. And I would have been up eleven hundred dollars probably, uh, this week. Yeah, so, this week. No, I didn't. I didn't do that calculation anyway. But uh, yes, you would have done quite well. You would. Well, I mean, you would have won thirteen of fifteen 13 bets if you had gone so like under. Not quite. It's probably let's average. Maybe I would have been up about almost a thousand dollars. Probably we say ninety ninety bucks uh, times eleven. So, yeah, almost a thousand. Given yes. given the juice, but um, speaking yeah. speaking of. Uh, juice uh are are the major league baseball bats have they been juiced uh lately or or are we seeing a lot of runs being scored in the playoffs uh or or is it, or is it traditional playoff baseball where, where there's a lot of uh low scoring 
Uh, have been pretty close until this Phillies game two has um um you know been blown open while while we've been um on on the air here anyway. Uh, Phillies are now up ten to nothing. Al Schwarber's hit two home runs uh, this game, yeah. and at another. So it's ten yeah. to nothing. So the Diamondbacks are going to be uh, barring the miracle of miracles. Uh, in the ninth inning, eighth and ninth innings, um, they are going to be down two nothing. The Houston Astros are also down two nothing. So the teams that we wanted to lose so far are losing, and the teams that we wanted to win so far are winning. Uh, we have uh, the a potential Rangers Phillies World Series, as it looks like right now. Um, do you have any other comment? Do you have any other comments about uh, uh, the series, how they're going? Are we? We're, we're we're both happy, so I don't know. If we, should we yeah. jinx it or should we? Well, it is. Um, Phillies are the home team, and so they're winning at home. And but the Rangers have actually been winning on the road, which is maybe more of a surprise, I guess. Anyway, but they, I mean, they were a close division, and Houston ended up like stealing the division on the last game, I think, of the season. So uh, it apparently hasn't had much of an effect on on uh, the Rangers. Uh, going into this <laughs> this series at least anyway oh. um so you know so the rangers are in great shape looking ahead to the rest of this series up 2-0 and two road wins so they'll be coming home with a nice advantage yeah that's that's good yeah i guess houston's not too far from you know same state so i guess right. I guess there's still probably a lot of home field advantage because you know if you go to the cardinals game versus the royals game you know, there's a lot of but yeah, let's hope that let's hope the um, Rangers can can stay ahead. Just because the Astros, we, we we're tired of them and they cheat and they they didn't really experience any negative consequences for yeah. uh, cheating. So anybody we're... that knocks out the Astros is okay. Yeah, in our and many other baseball fans. And the Rangers have yet to win a World Series right. in their history, and the Phillies are usually a star-crossed team themselves, and we like Bryce Harper so. Uh, and the Diamondbacks haven't been around long enough to suffer. Uh, so even though they, uh, the Diamondbacks haven't won. They won in 2001. Yeah. 2001, yeah. Kurt Schilling and, and Randy Johnson. Like, yeah, they already won yeah. once. Yeah. We don't, we don't, they don't need another. No. They won 84 and 78 this year, too. They don't, that doesn't deserve to be no. a World Series winning team. Um, we'll go with that, sure. We'll go with that. How do we, should we, so, I don't. There's no Royals news. I don't think there's no yeah. real. Have they? Have they? Has there been any movement on the stadium location, or they just kind of kept silent because I think they don't want to pick North Kansas City. <laughs> well, I think I think the attorneys for the for the uh, city of Kansas City and the county of of Jackson, of, you know, Jackson County have they, have inserted themselves into the deal. I think is what it seems like, at least by the the, the most recent press release. It was. Uh, yeah, not written by the Royals. If you have read their previous press releases, this what last one was very different. By the, by the, by the. Suit. It was actually like well written, and the and was uh, not snarky and didn't have any digs at anybody. Yes, <laughs> not written by the Royals organization. So by the Royals. Well, so I guess we'll still have to wait for the NKC Pro Bowl to be new Royals Stadium. Yeah. Little while, 
Well, I'll have to try to yeah, swoop in there with no money and try to buy something in that area when they don't get the Royals. Park. <laughs> yeah, real estate will be cheap and you can buy a we could build a new bowling alley exactly right. the same as the old in kc pro bowl in the on the site yes, yes. that'd yeah. be hilarious That's what I would do. you know what would be great here bowling alley. <laughs> or do like a double lay like a, like a two-story bowling. Oh. <laughs> like top golf but for bowl with bowling yeah or you could do it have you could make it three stories and have be like uh, Frank Grimes on The Simpsons when when he complained that he lived in an apartment above a bowling alley and below another bowling alley. So you'd have a, you know, a <laughs> sandwich between four apartments on the second floor, but a bowling alley on the first and bowling alleys on each of the first and third floors. That's awesome. That would be the building. If I had like a billion dollars, that would be the kind of building I would want to build. I have two. Separate. Would you live there though, or would you just build this and, and try to sell it to someone else to uh, to rent that area? I well, I don't know what I would do. I, I would I would do crazy stuff like that's that's why I don't have all that money. But if I did have a lot of that money, I would do crazy things and just try random crap and just see and just build whimsy and not uh, have to worry about uh, you know trying to turn a profit constantly. If I were just given. All this money, maybe you know. Yeah. I know. You wonder, like, would you do any worse than like the decisions that you know Elon Musk or Donald Trump do when they're given all that money uh, at the beginning? So it's yeah. it's it's just they're just as stupid as we are. They just happen to be in better circumstances, a lot of them. Uh, but anyway, um, speaking of really? as stupid as we are, do we we want to talk about our uh, picks for next week's? NFL games, at least stupid as I am, you're you're doing uh, very well. Uh, but I guess on I guess on our locks of the week, I'm doing slightly better. Oh, yeah. I, I am treading I am treading water on on, and you are just ever so slightly sinking. Yes, <laughs> slowly. <laughs> it's it's uh rising the the sea level. You're 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 the Maldives and <laughs> the rising tide. Oh. I'm still Venice, I guess. There's still there's it's 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 still a possibility. Um but anyway, um how about your well how about let's go let's, let's go through our picks for uh, this coming week. We can also talk about should we uh did you make a you made a bet on the Chiefs game? Maybe you could talk about your Chiefs bet and then we can talk a little bit about what we expect the Chiefs uh to do and then we can talk about our other bets. So I do I I'm taking the under in the Chiefs game. It's a relatively high number, uh 48 and a half. 48 and a half. Um, Chiefs defense has been so strong this season that it's hard to see them giving up a lot of points. And the Chargers haven't, I mean, they've been scoring, but they this most recent week they didn't score all that much. Uh in a you know, kind of a struggle of a game at least against against the Cowboys, who have a good defense also. So it's uh I have a hard time seeing it being that high of a scoring game. The Chiefs offense hasn't been doing that much. Yeah, the Chiefs. Defense has only allowed 88 points, I believe, the entire season. And actually seven of those points were from the pick six against uh, the Detroit Lions. So right. they, they've only allowed one more. Even the team itself, offense or defense, has allowed one more point total than the 49ers. So they're the number two team overall. But I think they're also the only team that hasn't allowed more than 21 points scored 
uh, by the opposition so far too. So they they have been low in every game. Uh, the defense has played. Yeah. So if they keep they keep the uh, Chargers under twenty one, um, they'll probably win twenty seven to twenty one. So they or twenty six to twenty one. I think they're favored by five and a half. So I could see them. Yeah. Moving. 26 21 you just write that down as the final score because it'll be they'll do they'll not they'll not cover but they'll win and and stay under That's or a- maybe they'll kick a meaningless field goal at the end of the cover and win 29 21 to uh trick take- both <laughs> <laughs> to tick off someone at least anyway but yeah this is that'd be pretty funny but uh, but the Chiefs do get um uh Charles Aminihu uh for to make his debut then this week after finishing his suspension for suspension. disorderly kind of conduct I guess they were he had a, some sort of altercation with I think a girlfriend or something that wasn't violent but it was threatening or something I don't remember exactly um, what it was it was uh, before he was on the before he was on the fans team. radar so yeah sometimes it's, yeah sometimes you get in trouble for not hitting somebody sometimes you get don't get in trouble for hitting somebody you know it's it's, it's an odd um sometimes it's an odd system of of suspensions uh and things like that because i don't know any other job really where you're punished for off for for behavior that does not result in legal ramifications like if you have a job you know you have illegal issues and maybe you're gonna get fired uh mm-hmm. because of work but i i think um it's a little it's a little bit strange where sometimes it's publicity it's it's public relations it's very it's more public relations than anything and yeah. not consistent in terms of what the nfl is looking for and you yeah know, almost arbitrary sentences then yeah for yeah, everything is yeah but that's also it's uh but it, but there's no other way for the nfl to do it because everything is weird and random and a one-off it seems like the whether it's the games or the Officiating in the games, eating so. in the games, yeah, any of these these are just so weird. So like it's hard; they're so hard to predict. And yeah. I guess that's what makes us uh, keep coming back. Uh, uh, Twenty five penalties also in that San Francisco game. I forgot to mention that when we were talking about the weird circumstances of that San Francisco game last week. Twenty five. That's uh, twenty five accepted penalties, right? So yes, and that was, was another hussy officiated game. John. So, would would you say you're in a hussy if uh, he is the referee? I don't want to watch any game that he's officiating because they're they're just terrible to watch and and that game was just such a mess anyway. It didn't need them being inserted, you know, into every, you know, third player. So when it's the twenty five penalties, that's ridiculous. John Hussey, did you did you know? Well, let me give you. Let me read a few facts about John Hussey and see if you'll change your tune. Uh, about John Hussey, he wait uh, are the are the announcements out yet? He's not officiating the Chiefs game this week, is he? I am not sure. We can look it up. Um, Go, I'll look that up. You look at somebody on Wikipedia uh, has edited his article. It says he is known as one of the worst officials in the NFL. I don't know if that's uh, there's no there's no source cited on that. Yeah, one. but outside it's not, the NFL, it's not an opinion it's a fact obviously if it's in uh, if it's in wikipedia right outside the nfl hussey is the ceo and founder of cuddly a marketplace platform built specifically for animal welfare groups worldwide to help them fundraise how about that huh huh he's uh kind to animals this uh john hussey that's pretty good right that is good i mean if you believe that do you think i assume that he like 
kicked puppies. That was just part of like wants animals to be not neglected. No. He He's not uh, he's not officiating the Chiefs game. He's the CEO of a company that helps neglected and abused pets. Cuddly. It's a yeah. So I think uh, that makes me like him a little bit more. And he hasn't done anything specifically bad against the Chiefs, has he, John Hussey? Yeah, he was one of those horrible games last season that. uh, Oh, was was that the um, like had like twenty something penalties in it too? It was a, it was like a disaster game. Oh, I guess he had the opener, Chiefs Lions, but I don't remember any. I guess. Oh no, no, I mean last season. It was oh, it was a game last season that was like a horrible game to watch. I don't remember who it was, which game it, it was. The Chiefs Bengals game last year in Cincinnati. Yeah. He also had the Chiefs Chargers Thursday night game last year, but the Chiefs won that game, so I don't. Yeah. I don't recall him being terrible, but he is not. There's so many penalties called. Yeah, they're he he's um he's calling the commander yes. giants game this in week seven. He's not Jeff Triplett. He he hasn't had the Carl Sheffers kind of thing. Sheffers is not I don't know. He's 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 he has had bad games against with the Chiefs, but he it seems like the Super Bowl uh, he was pretty much kind of hands off, which was nice. Bill he's got, Bennett, he's so got like, the Monday night game this week. Favorite referee because he does because they don't they don't call too many penalties. So she said, uh, "Trey Blake is the head official for the uh, Chiefs Sunday afternoon game." Trey Blake or Tra Blake, perhaps. <laughs> I just assumed it was Trey. I don't. Know. It probably is Trey, but it's, it's T R A, so you can't. There needs to be a line over the A. Yes. If you want it to be Trey, he was. Uh, He was in the uh he was the referee for the Vikings uh game against the Colts where the Vikings came back from a 33 point deficit uh to to win. But um the game was this was not without controversy for Blake because two apparent fumble recoveries for defensive touchdowns uh were blown dead uh early. Uh so but that was the Vikings still won that game. So yeah. but I don't. It's yeah. I I you know. There's lots of times you you can kind of think, oh, the referee is going to make a big difference, but it's. Not, I don't know. Does the referee have that much influence on the, like, because most of the flags are not thrown by the referee himself. Uh, yeah. He throws some of the big ones, like uh, roughing the passer. That can be a a big problem. Um, you know, so, sometimes it's offensive holding and things like that because. And the umpire is usually next to the referee nowadays, rather than behind the line of scrimmage, like he used yeah. to always be. I mean, in front of the you know the uh, crew, the crews are consistent though. I believe it's not just the it's the head. That's the head. That's the head referee for does that. that does the head guy tell the crew like uh, we we call these close, or is is it just sort of? Well, I thought maybe in the in that San Francisco game there was there was like a pregame near fight that you think maybe they were trying to you know make some really strict calls early to keep the you know chippiness down yeah what but, uh, strange. it was, was constant through the game it was like constant flags through why 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 did the browns and the 49ers not get a like those are teams that would play each other once every four years like they're not yeah right and it was it was debo samuel was involved in it and then he went out like early in the game so 
Yeah, I don't understand. I don't why would that? Why would those two teams be at odds with one another? I don't know. Maybe or less one of the teams just full is I guess full of jerks, but it doesn't seem like the 49ers get in a lot of scuffles normally, or the Browns, I don't think maybe the Browns get it in some, but that's because I think they play in the AFC Central AFC uh, North, which is extremely um you know chippy and as like, those teams are so close to each other geographically and they yeah. all the time. So like the Browns, Steelers, Bengals, Ravens, those guys are always but you you expect it to be trippier in the in those oh, matchups, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Debo, he's he went to South Carolina as a in, for college, and I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I wonder. What? Yeah, it doesn't. I don't. It doesn't make any sense why why the 49ers and Browns. Well, I guess the one connection was I believe Eddie DeBartolo, the one time owner of the 49ers, would also. Also owned the Browns, I believe. Hmm. Uh, let me look him up. Edward. Okay, so DeBartolo was from Youngstown, Ohio. And then he bought the 49ers. Hmm. They also owned the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, and then I think another DeBartolo, maybe uh, Ed DeBartolo Jr., maybe. Uh, he was the owner of the 49ers. And I think I think somebody of the DeBartolos also ended up doing something with the Cleveland Browns. Mm. So I don't, or maybe it was Carmine Policy or something. It was one of those, some, the 49ers and Browns had some personnel and some like, uh, yeah, front office overlap at one point. But yeah, it doesn't seem like it would come to play like on the field. Any like, no, there aren't any like, you know, Acrimonious ex 49ers or Browns that are, you know, switch teams or whatever. I don't, it's a, it's, a, it's just a strange, yeah. Was, was, like, if you had picked like two teams that don't like each other, it's like saying, well, the, the Chiefs and the Panthers really don't, uh, you never get along. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's oil and water, those two. Yeah. <laughs> That's Seattle. The four times they played each other ever. Seattle Jacksonville rivalry is a, a really, uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to we'll have to keep an eye on that. See see where the chippiness comes from next. If it's another yeah. unrelated matchups, yeah, I get into it. <laughs> yeah, because they haven't played. Yeah, it's like never played the Super Bowl. You know, like the, the the Browns aren't even in close. You know, it's 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 such a yeah. Like maybe you can see like oh maybe the Browns and Lions or something because they're, they're close to each other geographically and maybe there's some if you know the the fans might be you know chat each other neither of those teams has had a lot of success historically or something like that that would make more sense but you know the, the 49ers yeah that just so well, one of the teams drafted the local guy yeah they moved they moved up in the draft to take the guy that's from the town yeah maybe brock, guy, yeah. Maybe brock purdy somehow was a uh really hated the the browns or something and and he was so so glad I did not get drafted by Cleveland and instead was drafted by <laughs> 49ers. Yes. That's probably it. He had some sort of wrestling, maybe yeah, some sort of wrestling heel take or something. Um speaking of heel takes, uh you know, should I, my first pick of the week is another set of well uh 
well, this is not a set of this is another set of non rivals. Uh, would be I guess Green Bay and Denver. I guess they did play in the Super Bowl, uh, twenty five years ago when John Elway's uh first Super Bowl uh win, but um the Broncos at the Broncos are hosting uh the the Packers. Uh, the over under for that game is forty five. I picked the under there. Jordan Love's team has had some trouble scoring points. The Broncos lately perhaps have also had some trouble scoring. Uh, the defense uh, played pretty well against the Chiefs. I don't. I think maybe they can continue that against uh, the Packers. And I don't. Yeah. I. I. I don't. I think maybe Denver will probably win that game uh, simply because it's at Denver. But yeah. I don't. I don't know. Uh, but I think under. I think under is not a bad result uh, if you think of the opening week of the raiders at the uh the broncos it was a fairly low scoring close game where uh it would have been well under 45 as well so i, I like the under here under 45 yeah, and these are two of the more question mark type teams in the nfl right now like i don't know that anybody has them figured out even if they know themselves what they're doing no but combined, can they get to forty-five points? That'd be surprising to me. I think. Too. Yeah, you could maybe see a twenty-eight to twenty or something like that type of game. But I would say it's probably more likely twenty-one seventeen type of, or like a fifteen thirteen. You know, some like yeah, weird some low, point. you know, lowish scoring game is what. Yeah. You would nineteen. Yeah, exactly. at least anyway. So the nineteen it would be a nineteen eight second week in a row for a nineteen eight, and it hadn't happened for a hundred years prior. Yeah. The the Chiefs Broncos nineteen to eight game was actually one hundred years to the day after the original nineteen to eight. I forgot to bring that up last time. Oh wow! Uh, uh, but the it was the Buffalo Bisons against the New York Yankees baseball uh, uh, football teams. Yes, nineteen to eight. Um, but maybe yeah. that's what we need to be doing is looking back one hundred years to see what kind of crazy scores will we can predict for this coming year or this coming week. Yes, maybe uh, that maybe that would be just as accurate as you know making some of these predictions. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Uh, so speaking of accurate, accurate. Well, how about your second uh, prediction? Uh, my second pick is uh, another under. Actually, so I've got uh, Arizona at Seattle. Over unders at forty four and a half. Uh, Two again, pretty defensive oriented teams. Um, yeah, I, I don't see this as being a high scoring game, but yeah, I guess I guess you could say I guess Arizona by definition is defensive oriented because they don't they aren't offensive. <laughs> or do they, have, do they have an offense? Yeah, yeah. unless the, yeah they 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 don't score a lot of points. Neither of them, neither team scores a lot of points. So yeah, I think that's it's a little interesting. That game is so high in terms of its over under. If you look at the over unders mm-hmm. this week. The, the the totals are very low compared to the previous week. Uh, it's one, two, three, four, five. Five of those games are under forty points total, uh, as as the as the over under right now at least. Uh, so the yeah. average over under is a full point lower this week than in week six. Ooh, full point. So maybe this is the week to go more over, but. I went under. You went under on your two. Um, I'm staying last, away. Last week's average total was what? I didn't put that as a thing. 
the average was 36.7 points per game actual. Okay. The over-under number for the week was 43.9. They've been... So they were a full a full touchdown per game under the Vegas line. This is the only, on this is the only week that they've been under 43 points total for the over-under average. Yeah. Between, and the 43s or 44s each of the previous weeks. So this is the lowest week of the season so far. In terms of the over under, so maybe they'll be, yeah, it's well. I so I stayed I stayed away from the over under for my second pick. I decided to go back to um, the 49ers, which was a source of your uh, chagrin last week. Probably will be a source of chagrin for me this week. But I decided to say, well, I think they're playing at Minnesota. It's their second road game in a row, and Minnesota is uh, seven point home underdogs to the 49ers. I think this is kind of desperation time for Minnesota. They really, really need a win. And I think they'll give the 49ers, uh, who have some injury issues right now, and maybe we see some chinks in the Brock Purdy armor uh, developing. Uh, This might be the game where the 49ers um, don't, uh, you know, beat, beat, beat that spread. Uh, And I think, I think the, I think the minus seven for the 49ers is a little bit too high. Especially at Minnesota, I don't think the I don't think the 49ers are a ten point better team than the Vikings. The Vikings are a decent team, and I I think they could easily lose by more than seven points. But I also think I don't think anybody would be that surprised if the Vikings actually won this game. You know, it would be an it would be an upset, but it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be a colossal upset. So I I think um, I think I like the Vikings plus seven. And it looks like it looks like they've played. All of their games have been within one score again, right? Is that? Yeah, the Vikings haven't. Are they all? It looks like I'm, I'm back to week one. Yeah, every game has been within one score. They haven't had the they haven't had the luck that they had last year, but yeah, the big the the biggest spread that they've had on the season was the seven point loss to the Chiefs. Yeah, and so you could maybe say, are the Chiefs equivalent to San Francisco, and or where is San Francisco pretty Kansas City? Yeah. I, just, as a, as, as I a, think look. I think the Chiefs are yeah they're comparable at least and the, yeah. the Chiefs had way one by seven and I think you know the Vikings do not have Justin Jefferson but they're also going to this will be the second week that they haven't had Justin Jefferson and I think mm-hmm. that I think the Vikings have a decent offense one wide receiver is not necessarily going to make the game especially you may think well the the Forty Nine ers might also not have Debo Samuel or Christian McCaffrey. Or possibly Trent Williams. Williams you know, yeah. There's a lot of doubts on both sides, and and you and as a quarter as quarterback for quarterback, you say we might say, well, maybe I like Cousins better than I like Purdy. So yeah. at least an experience, you know, it's, it's a Monday night game, unfortunately. So maybe that is the um, maybe it's not prime. It's prime time Kirk Cousins, which is not prime that's, time Cousins. That's the that's the worry. But it, but in some ways, you know, knowing that you don't have your top receiver may be in some ways better than maybe having your running back and maybe having your quarterback trying to plan for the game. Um, but then, you know, you don't know what that's going to be. If they're game time decisions, then, you know, the game plan may be 
you may have like three or four game plans depending on who's actually active yeah. for the game. So you know, knowing that your guy's out may be easier to plan as an offense, at least anyway, for what's going to happen in that game. Uh, yeah, you could ar- make that argument at least. You could. How about your time cousins though? Are you sure? Well, it can't always be the case. I, I think I, I think it's not because cousins. I think it's just a lot of it's just uh, sample size and uh, just what we notice bias rather than yeah really anything at all. And I think being at home, I think usually we think of uh, those big games for cousins. They're on the road someplace, and he's not doing so yeah. well. But he's at home in the dome. You can't tell what time it is in the dome. It's this. It, it looks exactly the same. Uh, whether it's an uh like I like um yeah I still like the I like the Vikings to always keep it close. So I'm, yeah. I'm Vikings plus seven. How the most you? important part of the argument though against the uh primetime cousins is that it doesn't he doesn't have to win. He doesn't actually have to he can still lose. Yeah. He just has to cover the spread. That's all that you're aiming for here, right? Cover the spread. A meaningless field goal at the end to just like the uh the the uh the Rams had against the 49ers to cover the spread. That's all I need. Yes. Yeah. So they're down nine. They kick a field goal with as time expires, thinking maybe they can at least get an, an extra play for a random uh Hail Mary at the uh, after an onside kick or something like that. And they could they could, you know, cover by six. Lose lose by six. Uh the Sean McVay uh special. <laughs> yes. That's what you're aiming for. What I'm aiming for. If you're picking an exacto, that's what you'd be that's going what, for. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. What What are you going for in your second? Uh, your second, uh, third, third pick, pick is uh, maybe questionable, but I'm I'm going for it. Detroit plus three at Baltimore, even without Montgomery, a running back. I still think Detroit's air game is probably good enough to to get by Baltimore. Baltimore has been playing so stupidly. So yeah. the games that I've seen, uh, this is maybe picking me like not liking Baltimore and picking against them though in some way. So I may, this may be an influence by my own personal I, feelings on this one. But I don't dislike that pick either. I I think that you know Detroit does have a good running game, but I think their passing with with especially with Jameson Williams being back has really given somebody else. And Samuel Porter has been a, a really good tight end, rookie tight end this year. Mm. Probably the best rookie tight end. Probably the one of the best young tight ends uh, in football already, and uh, Amonase Brown, of course, has been as as has uh, been wonderful. We didn't talk about. I think this is, we didn't talk about Amonra St. Brown's uh, father, uh, Equinemius and Amonra and Osiris St. Brown. Uh, did we talk? We didn't talk about him, did we? We, we uh, missed- you and I talked about him, not on air. I don't think so. Yeah. Um. Do you do you know what their father's name was? Uh, not Saint Brown, just Brown, I believe. Right? Was it John Brown? Yes. Uh, his name is John Brown, and he was a bodybuilder in the 1980s and was a Mr. Universe. And he thought his name was too boring, and so he's a former bodybuilder. Uh, and and he decided to I guess to name his children Saint Brown, as in uh, to make it seem a little more interesting. I remember it was somewhat similar to, um. Uh, uh, famous female IndyCar driver Lynn St. James added the saint to her name because I think her name mm. was James and she wanted the saint. She also liked actress Susan St. James uh, from uh, Kate Nally. I believe she was Kate. 
and Caden Allie. Yes. I think, uh, that's right. I think Jane Curtin was Allie. But um, anyway, so so he named his kids very interesting names because he had what he thought was a very boring name, John Brown. So he decided we're going to have Amun-Ra, Osiris, and Equinemius. Amun-Ra and Osiris make a little sense because they're both Egyptian guys. I don't know where Equinemius uh, came from, but it's... Um, it, you know, there are, they do have interesting names. Two of his uh, sons are professional football players and went to you know fine institutions like uh, Notre Dame and Stanford. So so the, so he's 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 I guess was a pretty good, uh, strong uh, literally and figuratively uh, uh, father figure for the Saint Brown boys. But yeah, the um, but is there a Saint Brown, Mike? There is no Saint Brown. Uh, you might be a, you might you're Saint Bruno's and things like that. Maybe you could say no Brown. No, nope. But that's just not a it's it's a, it's a color and not a person. Yes. Um, but anyway, uh, there's no Saint Brown. But they have interesting names. They do have interesting names and the success. They, yeah, and there are. Uh, no such things in real life as giants, but uh, I'm, I'm predicting the New York Giants will uh, cover against in their at home against the Washington Commanders as my third pick. The Giants are plus two against the Commanders. The Giants had a pretty good game against the Bills. They probably should have won that game without some of those clock issues and uh, in, in the, at the end of each half. It reminded me a little bit of the Chiefs uh, and. Uh, the Bengals AFC championship game first half when they bungled uh, that final play and got tackled inbounds when there was when time when there was not enough time to run more than one play if uh, they were uh, not throwing it to the end zone so the, you'd think after the first half ends at the goal line the one thing that's not going to happen at the end of the second half is being stuck at the goal line not going yeah having enough time to run another play, right? But now, yeah, they, it happened both twice. Halves. It happened twice, and yeah. you have to, well, the Giants did play fairly well against a pretty good Bills team on the road. They're at home against the less good Commanders team. So I think, you know, maybe they've had some bad home losses this year, the Giants as well, so maybe they're trying, they will try to make up for it. Whether Taylor plays or whether Daniel Jones plays, I don't think the team is much better one way or the other, so... I still think being at home against the commanders, uh, the Giants have a good shot at winning that game. So I like them at plus two against the commies. Well, Washington just had a pretty good game last week. And so by this current trend is if you had a good game last week, you're probably going to have a bad game this week. Is that? That's my guess. Maybe is that going for you then too? Maybe the Giants will play poorly in a, in a win. And then they played well in a loss uh, last time. Yeah. Commanders will play. Poorly in a loss because they played well in a win last week. So yeah, it's I guess yeah. And that's... you know a second a second week, you know Tyrod Taylor's had some chance to like maybe settle into the role. Yes, Daniel Jones is out, so it's not you know as jarring to just be there on yeah. relatively short notice to be filling in. So maybe it's less of a fill in and more of a full week of practice and all the whatever jitters are gone. Yeah. It's also a second road game in a row for Washington. They played at Atlanta, another at uh, New York. So maybe that's a, maybe, maybe we're thinking of that second road game in a row. Is that, is that usually cause for a loss to teams that are not 
really, really good teams. Yeah. But for teams like the Chiefs, they'll play two two road games in a row and 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 uh uh do just fine. They won at the Jets and then at the Vikings, but um, I don't know if every team can do that. Hmm. Any other games this week that are looking interesting, appetizing? There are a lot of really questionable games, I think, coming up. <laughs> Raiders, Bears. What do you think of that one? It's going to be backup quarterbacks facing each other. I think that might – well, I'm – Another game I'm I'm a little bit yeah Raiders Bears I think could be a fun game if the quarterbacks were there but I don't know without the backup quarterbacks how that will but it's be... just a giant question mark trying to predict what would happen in that one though right yeah yeah I don't know I think Buffalo New England could be ugly as well it, at least one sided I'd like expect to that to be a blowout but. But you, but Buffalo always plays poorly against New England, and New yeah. England plays fairly well against Buffalo usually. I think so. It's is this Mac Jones breaking out, or is it Bailey Zappi coming out? Uh, party. Uh, you know, it's what. I think the, I think the the marquee matchup for sure is the Sunday night game. That's Miami. for sure. Miami at Philadelphia. That's five that's and gonna, one teams. That's going to be a good game. Yeah. Which means it will be a total dud, right? There'll be like 43 penalties. It'll be six to three as the final. And, but it will be three, three safeties and a field goal. Yeah. I forgot to mention though, last week's game, one of the best betting games possible was that Raiders, uh, the Raiders game where they had the safety to cover the two and a half point spread. But they were on it by two and they won by four. The safety at the end. <laughs> Good old, good old Mac Jones. That was that was the best scenario. That that like that's like you know for me that was would have been the perfect that's the perfect finish. And that's what uh, that that uh, helped both of us win that game. We each we each had the Raiders <laughs> uh, minus two and a half, and they won by and they won by four. And that's the only game. That's the game that the only game that we we agreed on and we won on all three of those so that was that was yeah. our game across the board uh combined i believe uh, <laughs> and a safety saved us though mike is that well it's great right it's, yeah it's the it's the it's it's our favorite our favorite method of of, of scoring is the safety i believe yeah. but yeah. it's not just a safety it's a safety that actually flipped the game yeah the game on on the betting line yes yeah. Yes. Even better. And we stayed. Um. And we stayed under the forty-one and a half because, uh, the the Raiders did not do anything once they once they recut once they got the ball after the safety they they decided to uh, just uh, end the game rather rather than try to score a touchdown to come. So you know there was no there were no shenanigans afterwards that that could have uh, pushed it pushed it over uh so we we were we were uh yeah very fortunate with that one hopefully we'll be fortunate with our picks this week more so than last week when we were especially when i was just absolutely dreadful i need to try to at least you know i'm i am not even close to see to breaking even on this semester another semester this season I, i'm thinking in academic terms yes uh, still uh this season but hopefully it'll be 
this week will be better this week for better this week than last week uh for me it's not it'll be a reverse of last week the absolute value pick i'm starting to cough now because i'm still experiencing the remnants of uh sars corona 19 so maybe we or is it your frustration with week six that's excuse me i need a cough button yes like they have on yes those big you know fraser crane-esque uh radio booths at kaclc oh speaking of fraser have you watched any of the new fraser i did watch the premiere episode i haven't watched watched it what'd you think uh it's it's um it's entertaining yeah it's it's if you like the previous Frasier, you're likely to enjoy the humor of this one as well. It's, okay, I I hope so. I was I was the tone I, is similar, but it's a, it's it's definitely different because it's um you know a lot of different cast at least anyway. So yeah, M- MJ is abroad. She is in um, Budapest as we speak right now. So I was waiting, and the premiere was on Friday of this past week. So I was I was waiting for her to get back from Europe before we watched. Hmm. Uh, the new Frasier. No, you're not cheating and jumping ahead. No, I, 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 I'm fine with watching the um, 232 episodes, 233 episodes of Old Frasier uh, on Hulu or Paramount Plus, which I they have both of them. So right. So either one. I have. I actually I watch on Hulu more because now because I my new Hulu plan doesn't have commercials. So ooh, pretty fancy. Pretty fancy. Yeah. And we'll be, yeah, we'll be sitting hopefully in a pretty fancy position this time next week, talking about uh, this past week's games. Uh, uh, but uh, do you have any? Do you have anything else to add before we sign off today? Mm. Mm. No, I don't think so. All right. Well, as always, I am Dr. Michael Werman, uh, Esquire. He is Dr. Andrew Scaff. We are the Warning Track Power Hour. Please like and subscribe to our podcasts or YouTube channel. We appreciate your viewership and our listenership a great deal. And your uh, patronage support means uh, a lot to us. And we hope that your teams do swimmingly this uh, weekend. And you may uh, have the uh, the gambling fairies in your favor uh, as as uh, as as this weekend comes to an end. So we will see you again next week. And until then, we bid you good day. Yeah, it's a different voice when it's um, this lady versus the one on the um, the, on the web. Browser one. Browser one. This is a more lower robotic recording in progress. Kind of it sounds voice. it sounds like the Google voice. The yeah. Google assistant voice. He's you probably you have an iPhone though, don't you? He's or, yeah. yeah. So you've but seen I don't, it. I don't really ever use it, but yeah. I always find that the voice thing's weird. Yeah. I always get annoyed with my if I have in the car like you use it for like directions and stuff if you want. Like it won't yeah. let you type it in if you're driving. So you have, oh, to, like, yeah. you have to use voice commands um, if you're in the car and moving. So like I, I will use it then, and uh, or like like get a text message while I'm driving. Then I can like yeah you know hit it and then it will read it to you and then you can have it you know respond back. Um, but uh, I was gonna know if it says like do you want to respond and if I say no 
she always says, okay, then. It's okay. like, just say okay. <laughs> oh, why, do, right. why do you need to say okay, then? It's like, it's like, it's being like, uh, <laughs> Like like disappointed that I'm not res- that I'm not responding to it right it's like a, sure, kind of already then kind of uh, uh, absolutely but I'd rather say that then okay then okay then you want uh, it's like storming off then it's like what it sounds like it's oh like, very well <laughs> yes whatever yeah. just have to say that that'd be better I would prefer that over okay then uh-huh. <laughs> just say okay what well, then is unnecessary yeah. Should I, put, should I put that in? Should I put this in this in the episode? Sure, sure. sure. <laughs> your, rant, your rant of the week. Our anti-technology. Yeah, our our. Yes. WTPH. Yeah, sir. Old old man yells at cloud. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Good again. Yes.